welcome to Summer Bays, the unofficial home and away podcast brought to you by Clara Kavner, where I take a weekly look at the trials and those big old tribulations of Australia's most beloved surfer town, Summer Bay. Each week I do a deep dive into the week's events and discuss dilemmas like, was Ziggy right to kick out Mackenzie for kissing Tane? Or is Leah's neglect the reason for Justin's painkiller addiction. Get ready to feel closer each day to home and away. So things were left on a bit of a cliffhanger last week and I must say it was it was worth the wait. So, so the aftermath of Mac kissing Tane kind of exploded. So like, I I reckon when Tane is saying to you pull yourself together you know you've got a few issues because like Tane's dark like bad past it's not long ago so yeah I just think Mackenzie's very lost you know she's like who should I pull myself together for I've lost all hope so when Ziggy finds so obviously Ziggy was going to find out I really didn't expect her to kick her out though like I, I know like she is going through a hard time and I, I think I was I was definitely defending Mackenzie being like okay she didn't mean to. It's fine. But it was when Ziggy like bashed down her door and Mac goes like, I'll oh, say what you need to say and then we can just move on. I think then it was like, okay, now you're, the roof of your head is in jeopardy. So uh, yeah, it's just not a, I, I, it's such a Ziggy reaction. So I'm not that surprised, but I did think it was a bit drastic. And I found it really weird that Ziggy didn't tell Dean immediately what had happened as to why Mackenzie was kicked out. But I suppose all, we'll get on to Mackenzie in a little bit, but all of this starts to swirl around. This kiss sparks off a huge rift between Dean and Amber. But then on the other side of it, Ziggy and Tana get far closer. So... I just love when that you know something serious is going to happen because when they start doing the circular camera movements and so when, when Amber confronts Ziggy and they have that like square off like you're going to hit me again and that's where both relationships I think reach their pinnacle one for the better and one for the worst and firstly it's very soon for Ziggy and Tane to be saying those the I love you words to each other like it's only been a few months since her and Dean were together but it does seem really genuine they seem like they're on a good path so I suppose I I really just need to accept it but for Amber and Dean like what a crumble it just dissolved into nothing and I know Amber does have a point but I also don't think you're giving it enough she's not also given her relationship with Dean enough time like he just needs to get over Ziggy and then he might be more available to you Amber Amber shouldn't want to be the rebound anyway and that's what she kind of was but if there had been a bit of time in between Dean getting with Amber if he's still in love with Ziggy and if he hadn't moved them in like immediately from them coming back onto the bay I think it could have been avoided if they'd just taken things a bit slower because it seemed like they were going so strong but then when you think about it it seemed like Dean wanted the family rather than wanting Amber and that's sad and it's great that there's no risk of 
Jai being held captive or used as a pawn in their breakup game. So that's a relief. But it was quite a ceremony for them leaving. Like, it was the last like five to ten minutes of, of Dean saying goodbye to them. So that must mean that they're leaving for good. So maybe Dean will just like visit them or something. I just thought it was, it was very final. And what are they going to tell Willow? It's basically the reason she left. That <laughs> all her friends had settled down. And why haven't we heard from Willow that, that it went all right with Alex? Like, you would have thought it would. There'd be one, oh, I'm just off the phone with Willow. She sorted things with Alex. She's going to move to Victoria. She's just been left in the air. She's gone for bloody ages. Why don't we know? <laughs> it's like, come on. But with Amber out of the way and all this gossiping that has been going on, I find it a little bit hard to to wrap my head around all the different chats that were going on with different people so like okay you had the lovely fatherly daughterly chat between Amber and John all about great advice you deserve more than Dean Thompson fair enough but then you have Dean chatting to Ari and then you have Ziggy chatting to Mia and then Mia gossiping to Ari about how in love Tane and Ziggy are meanwhile Ari knows that Dean is still in love with Ziggy and then it goes into like Dean telling Ari about Mac kissing Tani and then Ari telling Ziggy about Dean and Amber. It just felt like a total whirlwind of gossip. I couldn't keep track of who knew what. And then and then Tani's obviously very jealous of Ziggy's friendship with Dean, trying to be cool about it, trying to be boyfriend of the year, but clearly not sitting right with him. Then Ari has to have a chat with Ziggy about her contact with Dean. And do we have a little bit of a flicker of hope? Now that Amber's out of the way, is there something more behind all this contact with Dean and being a good friend to him? Have things changed? I don't know. I would still hold a huge flame for Dean and Ziggy, so. Will Ziggy shock us once again next week? Who knows? And the quest to find the ghost of Susie is still powering on despite absolutely everybody bar Leah who thinks it's a bad idea. And yeah, Leah, and Leah's obsession is just growing and growing and the more it grows, the more people tell her no, it like makes her batten down her hatches even more and not want to give up. And it just, it, it strengthens her determination. But from all the research that Leah's doing and all the victims that Susie has, what is Susie doing with all this cash? Because she seems to roll into town. It's not like she can buy any assets. It's not like she can, you know, the only thing she can have is a nice car, which I'm sure she has to abandon a few of them. Like she can't buy a house. She can't buy a boat. She can't, she definitely can't travel. So like, what is she doing with all these people's money? It's so weird. And anyway, so with this Susie sighting, Leah becomes even more becrazed and, and doesn't even care that the last time anyone saw Susie she poisoned Irene and Leah's saying stuff like oh yeah well what do you do when you see her oh we'll give her the element of surprise and we'll be prepared what are you gonna how are you gonna be prepared for somebody poisoning you it makes absolutely no sense what do you what is her plan if she doesn't want to involve the cops what's she just gonna do oh give out to her like you can't if you meet her without police and you're tiny and small She's been scamming for a long time. She knows her, how to get herself out of these situations. So what do you really think? You're not, like, are you going to go into combat? <laughs> like, 
Are you going to just give out to her and make her feel bad? This woman doesn't have a conscience or a soul. What are you planning to achieve? And saying stuff like, oh, the risk is worth the reward. What's the risk? The last time you followed somebody, it was Douglas and he like nearly made you get married to him. So I just, she can't see the wood from the trees and, and nobody can talk her down. And I can totally understand Okay, minus the pain meds. I can totally understand Justin's worry, concern and anger over the whole situation. I don't, I didn't really see any of his warning signs that the pain meds were getting too much. Okay, I didn't. I thought, I just feel like you would be angry after dealing with that kind of stubbornness from Leah. You would be so annoyed and frustrated. I was like, well I missed that sign as well I didn't think Justin was being having mood swings or like being overly aggressive I I feel like that would get under your skin if someone wasn't listening to you for that long if you made a home cooked meal for someone and all you could see was their head in a laptop you'd be so annoyed so I really don't I think he's every right to be annoyed I think the pain meds are obviously spicing things up <laughs> spicing things up a little bit but like I still think he would be angry and annoyed any partner would be if you're if you're being ignored and cast aside and neglected of course you would feel like that I just I didn't really see that and th- the way they're carrying on and fighting and fighting and fighting every step of the way the screaming battles I have such a headache and Leah saying stuff like oh but you have to be supportive or shut up it's kind of like well Stop recruiting everybody in the bay to come on your quest. And, you know, when John wants to back out after the kind of anticlimax of the sighting, like you have to let him, you can't give out to him. The man has been through enough. But I did think it was quick that Leah copped on to the pain meds and hopefully that'll now wake her up and go, oh, whoa, I was so oblivious to any of this. Maybe I'm going too far in my quest for Susie. Maybe I need to pay attention on like my life partner because now Justin is hiding his medicine. So he's not clearly not coping and you're now giving yourself a distraction. Not that it's Leah's fault, of course, but like this is an unhealthy obsession. So you need to wind it in, love, because like Justin has addiction in his blood. His brother was addicted to crystal meth. We need to just forget Susie. It's you're trying to chase a ghost. You're jumping at shadows. It's such, it's so. She's been out of the show for ages now. You're not going to find her if the police can't. Like, come on. And now on to the sesh queen of the century, Miss Mackenzie Booth, blaring out the EDM. Party for one in the motel. <laughs> so good. I love, she just looks so comfy in those shorts and the robe and the messy hair. It's amazing. <laughs> and the music is just so generic. It's like, <laughs> what is that? And would you not get a fright that Dean was shocked by how, <laughs> by your by your state and like I think you know you've got problems <laughs> if if Danny and now Dean are both looking at you being like are you okay hon and you can't well, look you can't blame her for just wanting to forget you know she's been through a lot she's still going through it all but I actually really thought 
that Dean gets swept from his heartbreak over Amber straight into Mackenzie's stuff. And I kind of thought that the siblings would stick together and Dean would join in on the set and be like, oh, come on, I love doing this too. It runs in our blood, like, let's get going. Maybe Mackenzie had too much of a head start in order for them to (sighs) party together. I don't know, but... I love when she got the noise complaint and she put the phone up to the speaker. It was really good. But then she, she has such a tendency to turn nasty and the the low blow about Amber and Jai wasn't nice. And then, but then we get this lovely tender moment between Dean and Mackenzie when she wakes him up because of her crying. And it's it seems like they've really bonded and gotten closer and Dean is definitely not going anywhere. And... The suggestion for Mackenzie to move in with Dean is so perfect. I know it was a hard convince, but they can really look after each other. And it's just lovely to see that kind of like family dependency between those two. I think they've definitely reached, I think maybe because she was with Ari, I don't know. But like now they have this opportunity to get really, really tight. They've known each other for a while now. So the kind of brotherly, sisterly bond is really forming there and I love it and (laughs) I actually I'm still laughing about it I've watched it probably 17 times it's up on Summerface Instagram now (laughs) when Dean seems to be genuinely laughing about Mackenzie getting kicked out of two places in less than 24 hours (laughs) when he's like that was so impressive I just think he's genuinely really laughing and it's so it's it's just I loved that moment so much. I'm actually I've been laughing about it all day, all day. It's just it is so impressive. Like two places, two places in twenty four hours. Oh, like oh, you know sometimes like I don't know if I'm weirdly finding that funny. But I can't stop thinking about it. I've watched it so many times and it's still so funny. So anyway, it's a great idea that she's moving in. Happy days. But yeah, and then when she's all hung over. Me and my family have this thing when whoever's hung over in the house gets nicknamed Hangover Joe. So you can't do anything. You're sluggish. You can't make any decisions. You, you, you're not like sick, but you know, you're very tender. You need a little bit of minding. Getting up to go to the fridge is a huge task. And you're not really with it. You can't really engage in conversations. You're dazing in and out. And I really think that Mackenzie was a great hangover Joe in that episode. And then I oh, and then I felt kind of bad for her because then she sees me and Ari like being all lovey-dovey and kissing and scoring the face off each other. So of course she wants to get back on it. Hair of the dog and has margaritas with Jasmine. So I don't, I kind of thought she had turned a corner, but obviously not. And... Like Jasmine always seems pretty fine in in these little mini sessions they're having, but Mackenzie's always way drunker. But anyway, they seem to be having a ball, and the tarot cards are hilarious. But yeah, may, I think Mackenzie's just definitely trying to like check out so she doesn't have to deal with her problems. The main one being, will Ziggy ever forgive her? I do think it's after a bit of time apart. I do. Th- I I'd imagine it's pretty redeemable, or salvageable maybe, but. Yeah, the, the, the move-in seems temporary, so then they don't really need to worry about Bella as much. Because poor Bella, Dean makes all these massive house decisions and just doesn't even tell her. He just tells her after they've moved in. So this seems like it could just be a blip for Mackenzie and she'll get back on track. 
she'll redeem herself with Ziggy, move back to the farm and just kind of get on with her life. Well, I suppose here's hoping. Hi, Hope Squire. Well, that about wraps it up for me this week. If you want to get in touch, Summer Bays is on Instagram at Summer Bays Podcast. Go on there and give me a follow. If you have time, I would love if you could rate, review and or subscribe to Summer Bays, but no pressure. G'day and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>